It is Mutt Merloney, 93.7 WEEI, inside 90 minutes till the NHL's trading deadline on this Monday. And joining us on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE with speeds up to 10 times faster than 3G. AT&T Rethink Possible, our friend from Nesson, Barry Peterson. So, Barry, you guys going to have anything to talk about on this special trade deadline show this afternoon or what? Well, as you were talking about the speeds of that uh, AT&T program, it sounded a little bit faster than this trade deadline. <laughs> <laughs> How much does that have to do with uh, so many teams kind of still in it? Uh, I think there's a lot of reasons. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, I mean, obviously, parity is a big part of it. Normally, there's more sellers at this time of the year. Uh, I think the, the upcoming CBA has a lot to do with it. Guys aren't really sure. You don't want to take on a lot of uh, these big tickets out there. I think the game has changed a lot since, uh, you know, back in my day, especially with, uh, you know, a lot of no-trade clauses. You have to give up something. you got to get players' permissions. And I think the biggest uh, variable this year to me is concussions. I think that really has thrown a lot of monkey wrenches into some guys with, geez, I don't know what I have. Do I want to trade for a guy who's had one? All those types of things I think really add into some of the uh, problems going on right now. Well, doesn't that concussion problem, Barry, also affect the, the Bruins now? I mean, with Horton, I, I know they're, they're saying he's going to come back and play, but the way these things go, I don't think any of us would be shocked if you know, he continues to have issues because that's the track record with concussions. They announced Boychuk today's day-to-day with the, that headshot that he suffered. Aren't they in a position where they're not sure if they'll get certain guys back in time because of these concussions? Well, I think the other problem, too, is take it one step further. If you do get them back, you know, are they, are they going to be fragile? It's one of those sure. types of injuries. You just don't know if you're one hit away, if you're one nick away from uh, – from suffering, you know, a recurrence uh, of that concussion. So I think uh, not only do you have to maybe necessarily think of both Horton and Boychuk coming back, but do I need some insurance, even if they do come back, just in case they're unable to perform in the playoffs? Now, what would you be most surprised with, that they actually made a, a big move, a bold move, and, and traded a piece here from this actual roster, or if they didn't make any move at all? I think if they didn't make any moves at all, it would surprise me more. I, hmm. I, I, I think they need some depth. I, I, I think, especially when Andrew Ference went down, I think that really showed me that you needed another left-handed defenseman. So I would look for them to try and add that. Cause I, I know that uh, Dennis Seidenberg can play the right side. He obviously showed that and then some in the playoffs, what he could do uh, when he's teamed with Char. And I think they probably want to do that come playoff time again. And I think you want to get some depth up front for the reasons we just talked about. You're not sure what's going to happen with Nathan. Uh, you're hoping he can come back, uh, you know, and Rich Beverly, with that knee injury, you never know uh, what they're going to be like. So I, I would be surprised if they don't do something. Well, you mentioned that. I guess one of the names you're hearing about is Johnny Ojua. Uh, you see him in Winnipeg. Uh, his availability, 29 years old, Barry, left-handed shot as a defenseman. It is just a rumor, but is that a player that you think might make sense for the Bruins here before 3 o'clock? Yeah, that is the type of player. It also sounds like Chicago is in there looking for some help, too, back there on D. They're pretty banged up. Uh, maybe a hammerlick from uh, Washington is the type of guy that, uh, you know, you should know fairly well. He was in Montreal last year. I like his game. I think he'd be a big, strong type of defense when the Bruins could use. Uh, I think they would like to get somebody that could play that left side, though, because it was pretty evident when Ferentz went down that the right-handed uh, shooting defense but had problems going to that left side. So you want to try and, uh, I think, solidify that position. Now, Peter Shirelli's been pretty adamant saying he's not going to trade anybody off of this this roster. Do you think, does it get to the point now when the injuries start adding up? Does it make sense to maybe go against something that you not feel comfortable with just to make another run with this group? Uh, the difficult part with that, I think the same thing I'm sure the Rangers are kind of talking about, and, and say Pittsburgh with Crosby, 
is, A, you have the concussions, but you also have great chemistry. And as you know, Lou, that is something that you just can't take for granted. I mean, the major one of the major reasons for the Bruins to be so successful in that cup run last year is they had each other's back. I mean, it was all for one, one for all type of mentality. The Rangers, I think, have that right now. I think Pittsburgh's getting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, to me, is so important. I think uh, from a management standpoint, you have to definitely take that into consideration. We're talking to Barry Peterson as the NHL trading deadline comes up here today. Uh, from a Bruins standpoint and the goaltenders, have we gotten now to the point where, Barry, it would surprise you if they do trade a Tuka Rask this close to the trading deadline? Yeah, it would. Uh, I think that they're in pretty – they probably feel they're in pretty good shape there. And I think, again, um, these types of big deals normally happen more in the summertime than you do at the trade deadline. And I, I, I think, you know, part of the other things that we've seen over the years – I know Brian Burke has talked about it up in Toronto, but – there are more bad deals made than good deals made. And even if you do make a good deal and you have to give up so much, there's no guarantee, as we all know, come playoff time, that you're going to be able to be successful. You're one hot goaltender, one injury, one bad matchup, one seventh game bounce going the other way on you from being eliminated. And if you give up too much in your organization, man, you could be rebuilding for years to come. And that's one of the reasons why I was saying, I mean, listen, you never want to just say just not our year before the trade deadline comes. But then again, I don't want them to mortgage the future. You know, they are in a good spot where they are salary cap. And, you know, make a move now that – and if it doesn't work out when the season's over, you're like, I just lost twice. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Lou. I, I think the beauty to me, and I know we've talked about this, but the beauty to me of last year's win for the Bruins was that Peter Shirelli and his team was putting together a long-term building plan here. And, oh, by the way, along the way they won the Cup. So now they're still in great, great shape. They've got a great core. They're well-positioned uh, salary cap-wise. They're young. They're talented. They're physical. They're packing the building over here. People are, The Bruins fans are, are not only excited because of last year's win, but it, you look ahead and you go, you know what? Barring any more major injuries, this organization is built to be good for, uh, for a number of years to come. Is it a pipe dream, uh, as a guy who saw him play in Manchester, to hope that Dustin Brown ends up in a Bruins uniform before yeah. 3 o'clock today? Yeah, I like his game, too. I think he, uh, he comes with a little bit of an edge, doesn't he? And, I think he, and right he hits. In. He hits anything yeah. that moves, Barry. That's why he loved I the know. guy. Yeah, and I think he would fit in here to that type of, uh, that type of style. So I think uh, that is the one guy they're kind of looking at. Uh, L.A. to me is, uh, I don't mm. know, they're so busy here, obviously, with getting the Carter deal. But when you look at that L.A. team, you look at the talent that they have and with quick and goal, it's hard to believe that they're fighting for a playoff spot. And I think it's even more difficult to believe that they are dead last in goals for with all the talent on that team. So Carter's going to have his work cut out for him. Hey, Barry, early on in the year, you know, I know there's a little bit of a buzz around the league. That, hey, maybe the Bruins are getting away with a little bit too much. But lately, hasn't that been the other way around? When you've seen some of the hits on Horton and the knee-to-knee from, on, on Peverly, uh, I look at that, that hit the other night on Taurus, and it sounds like Corvo's going to settle that tomorrow night from what yeah. he says. Uh, what, what is going on with that? At this point, they must feel like, hey, is anybody else going to protect us at this point? Yeah, it was kind of odd. You know, it wasn't that long ago when we were talking about it early on that some of the guys in the league were thinking, to your point, that the Bruins were getting away with it. Now, yeah. it, does. now it definitely feels to me that, uh, especially the, on the Corvo hit, I thought that should have definitely been, you know, at least a game or two. I thought he was in a very vulnerable position. The boy Chuck hit was one of the, one of the best hits I've seen all year long. Uh, Johnny just got his head down, and uh, Neil got him right where he was supposed to. It was a good, clean, hard check. But to me, the Corvo thing I thought should have been 
I should have been acted upon. And uh, however, Brendan Shanahan to me has done a pretty good job. He's got a tough job to do, but I disagree with him on that one. I thought that should have been a suspension. Barry, we sit here at this point. Last time we talked to you, the Bruins were not being physical enough. You talked about you know Peter Shirelli getting back to physical practice, active practice, trying to get this team to hit and play their style of game again. Have you seen that in the last week or so in your mind? I've seen bits of it, but I don't think I've seen enough of it. To me, and uh, I know I hear the coach harp about it all the time, and I couldn't agree with him more, is that this is a physical team that can score goals. It's not a team that scores goals that, oh, by the way, just happens to be physical. And I think right now they're going to have to get back to that. I think you're starting to see a little bit in Chara's game. He looked, you know, two weeks ago to me, he looked very tired. And I think, I'm sure a lot of that uh, all-star festivities and, and all the minutes that he plays kind of caught up to him a little bit with Andrew Ference being out there for a while. He had a play a little bit more than he probably would have liked. So they're getting him back, uh, I think, well-rested. He'll take some days here before the playoffs starts to kind of get his uh, legs under him again. Uh, Milan Lucic, to me, has got to get back to playing physical. They really missed uh, Nathan Horton in that regard. I think, uh, you know, with that, with David Krejci, with those two big bodies beside him, those guys are going out and they're setting the pace physically as well as being physical. But this team, to me, has not been as physical as they need to be it's not as if the blueprint's not there because what we saw in November, December was as good a run as I think I've ever seen from a Bruins team in a long, long time. And we know it's there. They have to, first of all, get healthy and get their, get their heads uh, on straight and make this uh, run here. But I think they're ready to do it, but they need to get healthy first. Once 3.30 hits here, what is in your mind the very minimum that this team needs to do? Uh, I need to see a left-handed defenseman. Uh, that's what I need to see first. Then mm-hmm. I'd like to see some uh, a winger up front that could come in and play. You know, maybe a top nine type of forward. A top six is going to be hard to get, but a top nine that could maybe definitely take uh, you know Pavley's place in that third line, which would allow him, if if need be, go up and take Horton's position. Uh, give us the lay of the land here. Special show today on Nesson, correct? And no matter what the Bruins do, you guys will be on today, Barry. Yeah, we're going to be on, and I, I think it sounds like the rumors. There's a couple of guys that are kind of holding things up. Auto in Dallas, it sounds like uh, Vancouver's really there trying to get something going. As we know, once one kind of gets going, that changes everybody's attitude real quickly, and a lot of times it's, uh-oh, there goes our guy, we better get going. Uh, so I'm thinking that things are going to really be picking up here the last uh, couple hours. 2.30 today, you guys start the broadcast, Barry? That's it, we're looking forward to it. 2.30 to 4 on Nesson. Barry, as always, great stuff. Enjoy the day, we'll be watching. Okay, guys, take care.